Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll go till 8 p.m. tonight. One hour of Lakers basketball. No guests tonight. I mean, when you get eliminated from playoff contention over five, six days ago, when your head coach gets fired, sounds like one minute after the Lakers win that game against the um, win that game last night against the Denver Nuggets, and you got so many questions around this franchise. Uh, my hope and my goal is take as many Laker calls as possible, talk to our Laker people out there. I got a lot that I want to get into um, just to give everybody a quick rundown what we're going to do in tonight's show. Lakers head coach Frank Vogel is gone. You could give your thoughts on. It was the right move to move on from Coach Vogel. If you have some ideas who you think would be a good fit with the Lakers moving forward, I want to talk about why Russell Westbrook did not work with the Lakers. Rob Palenka deserves more blame, and I'll get into that in just a little bit. I want to spend some time on that. And how much can the Lakers depend on Anthony Davis and can AD and Braun still be the the head of the snake here for a championship or at least an opportunity for a championship? So a lot to get into. Let's start with this. Uh, Frank Vogel gone. So it became official earlier today, and I got a chance. You know, Travis and I were doing our show from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., um, doing the post-game show yesterday, seeing Adrian Wojnarowski's tweet. Lakers made it uh, official. They sent out their official press release that uh, that they have moved on from Coach Vogel. And got a chance to hear all the exit interviews, reaction to the team, the franchise, Russ's relationship with Coach Vogel. I want to kind of simplify a couple of things here. Um, I know there's a a lot of people that did not like the way the last, you could say, 18, 20 hours went down. That the Lakers, the moment they lost to Denver, Woj puts out the tweet and says, uh, that's it. Vogel's not going to be coaching another game for the Lakers. They end up the season 33-49. and 49. Let me move some of that to the side. I don't disagree. Uh, I mean, in a perfect world, Bron's not doing his exit interview earlier today without an official announcement that Lakers head coach Frank Vogel is, you know, obviously has been removed from the team. He's no longer going to coach the squad. What I want to kind of focus more of my attention on is, is it fair that Coach Vogel was fired? I don't know where you stand on this. But I want to just kind of set this up properly. The Lakers won a championship October of 2020. They did it in the Orlando bubble. That was the first year Lakers head coach Frank Vogel was the coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Last season, the Lakers lost in the playoffs. Really, they lost the moment Anthony Davis went down after Lakers went up two games to one. He goes down in game four. Lakers can't recover from there. The Phoenix Suns end up going to the NBA championship. They lose to the Bucks, But that was a wrap on last season based upon Anthony Davis just not being healthy. And then this year happened. I'm not telling you that Frank Vogel is responsible for, obviously, the moves that the Lakers made in the offseason. I'm not telling you that there isn't blame that should be spread throughout that entire organization, including your players and your coaches. Everybody deserves some blame in all this. But what you can't do 
when you're a team that is expected to compete for an NBA championship is go 33 and 49. What you can't do is when you're a team that has a lot of name talent, and I'm not telling you that just because you got names on a roster, it's going to equal W's and you got to run to go get championship number 18. But do you know how hard it is not to make the playing tournament? Do you know how difficult it is not to be a part of the playing tournament? There are five teams that didn't make the playing tournament or the playoffs in the Western Conference. It's the Rockets, it's the Thunder, it's the Kings, it's the Blazers, and it's the Los Angeles Lakers. You can't have five, six, seven, eight games where you're losing against teams like the Oklahoma City Thunder, like the Houston Rockets, like the Sacramento Kings, like the Spurs, like the Blazers, like the Pelicans over the last in that span of one week where you're up by 23 and you blow the lead in New Orleans, and then you get everybody that comes back, including Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, that game's at Crypto.com Arena, and you still find a way to lose that game. You can't go 18, lose 18 of 24 games since the All-Star break, and everybody just expects, hey, no problem here. This is not on Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. Again, let me emphasize. This is not a specific head coach issue. The Lakers had issues. And, of course, you point to your head coach at times. I'm not telling you that the Lakers went to the Western Conference Finals and in the Western Conference Finals lost and the front office decided, you know what, or, uh, uh, Frank Vogel's not the right guy. They went 33-49. and 49. I watched it. You watched it. There were plenty of games this season where you cannot tell me you didn't sit back and say, I don't think these guys are listening to the coach. Uh, you can't have a blowout game in Denver where you're down, what they lose, by 37. You know, the Oklahoma City Thunder games early on where you're up 26, you're up 19, and not say that the coach does not share in some of this responsibility. So I say that because whether you think Lakers head coach Frank Vogel, um, that the team should have moved on from him or not, or whether you think how much responsibility should go on the shoulders of Lakers head coach Frank Vogel, I'm not one of those guys. You know, I, I think you're given the opportunity, and I thought when you have this bad of a season like the Lakers did, and you couldn't even get in the playing tournament, of course your coach bears responsibility. That's the way the league works. That's the way pro sports works. And I'm not trying to diminish anything that Vogel did with the Lakers because I'll also be the first one to say, if you're a Laker fan out there, you should always, always remember and appreciate Vogel's role in going to get championship number 17. He was a big part of it. Vogel wasn't the first choice for the Lakers. Yet in that um, 2020 Orlando bubble run, he was a big part of it. And I thought last season, again, Another good coaching job from Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. Lakers were a top three team on the defensive side. And I thought if Anthony Davis didn't get hurt, I thought the Lakers would have beat the Suns. But you know what? That's not how life works. He got injured. He only played half of the games this year. I don't know if he had the room. I don't know if Vogel had the room. I don't know if he had all these guys the way you're hoping that the way that you were hoping that he had all these different players and yeah, yeah, we're gonna fight every single night for this guy. Because actions speak louder than words, and there were enough games this year where you sit back and you ask yourself, are these dudes fighting for their coach? Again, I'm going to go back to this. I'm not saying that it's not players' fault. I'm not saying that it's not the front office's fault. And I'm going to get into the front office in a little bit. 
but to I also don't want to just turn the page of well you know what uh, Vogel should uh, he should have came back another year I actually wasn't on that page and I based upon how much feedback I got from Laker fans as the season went on or tweets that I got or post game shows that I did I think there are a lot of Laker fans that felt that way so the question now is what do the Lakers do from here um, you know that's obviously going to be the biggest question but I, I, I just thought there should be a coaching change I don't think this came as a surprise or a shock and I think coach Vogel uh, he should be remembered for a couple of things the guy helped you win an NBA championship. He got you to championship number 17 with that team in 2019-2020. This season alone was awful. It was a catastrophe from the start to the end. I don't know how else to describe it. You went 0-6 in the preseason. You never felt like your team had a sense of urgency. You never felt like you had um, you had the squad pulling the rope in the same direction. And listening to those exit interviews were very interesting because you had opinions coming from every. Actually, I thought the opinions that were most interesting to me are the ones that came from some of these veterans that weren't getting all that much playing time. Guys like Wayne Ellington, guys like Kent Bazemore, who were looking on the outside and saying, yeah, it just never meshed. Nothing connected once we got on the floor. And maybe that's the responsibility of your head coach. Maybe it's a responsibility of your veterans. However you want to... um, However you want to uh, pass around that blame, I think it was the right move to move on from Coach Vogel. And at the same time as I say that sentence, I think he did a fantastic job for the Lakers in those three years because he found a way to get an NBA championship. Uh, The names being floated to replace uh, Vogel, these are the names that I've heard. And these are obviously widely reported. Sham Sharania put out something earlier today. Nick Nurse is a name that has been talked about as the Lakers potentially going after. You've heard Doc Rivers' name. You've heard Quinn Snyder's name. You heard Jawan Howard's name. You heard Rondo as an assistant with Jawan Howard. Um, Probably still early in the process because three of those four names that I mentioned all have something in common. All of them are in the playoffs. So you're going to have to wait what happens with the Utah Jazz or Philadelphia or the Toronto Raptors, I think that's going to take a little time. I'm just going to tell you my own personal, personal opinion. The one name that jumps off that board, um, for me personally, I'm a huge fan of Nick Nurse. Just a huge fan of he's not only won a championship, he's been a coach of the year. Um, He has that Toronto Raptors team. We got a chance over a span of a week. Lakers played the Raptors twice. And let's just say he had everybody working. Uh, Let's just say there was no question who was the leader every single night for that franchise and that organization. And don't get me wrong, Masai Ujiri is as good as it gets from a general manager, president of basketball operations. Um, We'll see what the Lakers do. I'm sure we're going to get more commentary and more rumors. And uh, let's just say the Lakers don't lack any attention. A quick shout-out here. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute oil change um, visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Uh, just pull up, drive in, and drive out in about 15 minutes. We appreciate their partnership here on Lakers Talk. Okay, if you want to be a part of the show, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. Tonight we can be all over the place. You want to comment on the firing of Lakers head coach Frank Vogel, former Lakers head coach Frank Vogel, you can do that. If you think that was the right move, the wrong move. 
if you want to talk about some of these exit interviews that we had um, earlier today, uh, I think there were some interesting pieces that came out of it. Uh, this is what I want to do when we come back. I'll take some of your phone calls, but I want to I want to specifically talk about Russell Westbrook when we come back because I got a chance to hear him in the exit meeting. Obviously, we got a chance to watch him all season. He had some comments about Lakers' uh, former head coach, Frank Vogel, that I thought were incredibly interesting. So we'll do all that coming up next. Uh, thank you all for being a part of the show. I appreciate you guys taking some time to listen to Lakers Talk. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Lakers talk till uh, 8 p.m. tonight. I'm going to take some phone calls in just a second. Um, what a weird week. You know, I had Lakers talk last Wednesday, and uh, they played Tuesday. They played the Suns. That's where Suns mathematically eliminated the Lakers. The season was a wrap. Wednesday came, you know, last week we're all kind of sitting here more in shock that the Lakers couldn't even make the playing tournament, that they were out, and everything just happened so quick. Then we watched the Lakers obviously take on the Warriors, the Thunder, and the Denver Nuggets, and it was just a matter of kind of counting down, all right, let's get this season over with. I don't remember a season where there was so much relief from Laker fans, let's freaking move on. This this is not going as planned. The squad doesn't look good. Uh, let's just get this season over with. We already know what the result's going to be. Last night, the season officially ends. All right, it's over. And what was it, a minute later that Woj is sending out the tweet? Coach Vogel is done with a, as head coach as, a, as the uh, uh, head coach of the Lakers. And then this morning we started, um, Bron was going to do his exit meeting. Was it, I think 9 a.m. is when he did it. And still there was no official announcement on Vogel. And then after that, um, the official announcement came. Palenka talked at noon, and then we got all the other players from there. Um, I'm going to read off one uh, tweet that I sent out a little bit earlier, and then I'll take a couple phone calls. I sent this out when Russ was talking and he was asked to kind of describe his relationship with Frank Vogel. I'm not sure what his issue is with me. He explained that he always felt like he had uh, he had to prove himself to Frank Vogel. And, I, you know, unfortunately, we can't ask Vogel that question. We can't ask, hey, what was your relationship with Russ? Why do you think Russ felt that way? Um, and I don't have an answer to that, but I, I, that was one of the that was one of the interesting quotes out there. And I, I I like that Russ was honest. I hope Russ is more honest when it comes to a lot of this. Take the wall down and see. I know I, I don't know how much of a, a trust relationship that he feels like he has with media and fans, but that obviously um, was his thoughts on his relationship with Coach. Let me take a couple quick calls here, and then I want to talk about Russell Westbrook. Tom and Torrance. Tom, go ahead, buddy. Hey, Slee. Thanks for taking the call. I don't know who got a worse deal, you last week in the trial or Frank Vogel. They both were (laughs) bad. But as far as as Frank Vogel goes, I bet he's relieved that he doesn't have to deal with that Laker clown show anymore. You know, he doesn't have to deal with the front office, Palenka, the players, potential Brownie uh, Brownie coming in in the future. He's got to be happy to be going somewhere else. And before I leave, A.D., 
most overrated player in the league. How can you be six foot eleven, throwing up three pointers at less than a thirty percent clip and, and under rebounding? He just has no passion. He doesn't take over any games. He'll never be a Joel or Giannis or Luca or the Joker. You can't build a franchise around the guy who's not there and is not that good. Tom, not appreciate not you calling there. in. Th- 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 thank you for calling in, Tom. Let me let me hit on a couple of your points there. I don't know, Vogel. Maybe it is a relief that since, uh, what, you can say December, that the, the the pressure on him, you could start kind of feeling on the back of your neck. Uh, am I go- going on this road trip and coming back, or could this be it? When you started hearing some of the rumors that were there, and he expressed it, that that's obviously not the best feeling to have. But I'm sure he also was looking at this gig with the Lakers and took a lot of pride in what he did when he was here, took a lot of pride in helping the Lakers win that championship. Um, he'll get another opportunity. There's no question about that. And um, this next opportunity for him, I don't know where it's going to be, but, hey, if, if you'd have told Vogel, you're going to go coach the Los Angeles Lakers for three years, and in one of those years you're going to win an NBA championship. I think he signs up for that uh, every single time. Um, let's go to let's go to Manuel and Gardena. Manuel, what's going on? Thank you for calling in, bud. Ask Lee. <laughs> hey, Lee Stack. What's going on? I want to give it up to Frank Vogel, man. He was the consummate professional. He brought us a ring, and uh, coaches are made uh, hired to be fired. He got a raw deal. I mean, uh, I honestly put most of the blame on LeBron James for one reason. Mm-hmm. We all been hearing that he's the one who kind of went over uh, Palenka and um, engineered the Russ deal. While Russ is a great player, he just wasn't a great fit. And ultimately, uh, I think that was the demise of this Lakers season. <laughs> and I love Russ, but I don't know, man. Uh, I think you have to bring in somebody who can deal with these pieces. Because realistically, man, unless they can make that healed and dropped in uh, deal, what are we going to get? You know what I mean? Because we need somebody or some people that can complement the big two because I don't see them going anywhere. Hey, man, well, you sleep stack. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you calling in, my man. Um, you know what? Let, let me let me get take a little curveball here with my next transition. Okay, so... Um, you heard Manuel just make mention there that, you know, this is on Braun because Braun wanted to bring in Russell Westbrook in the offseason. So let, let me let me tell you where I think the blame needs to go more towards. Frank Vogel I already described. I, I'm okay with Frank Vogel and the Lakers moving on. Uh, like I said, you can't go 33-49, and 49, not make the freaking playing tournament in the Western Conference and be associated with all those other teams that are just awful in the West – uh, with these type of expectations and think that your job is not in jeopardy and you can't have blowouts like they were having against certain teams, uh, comebacks against awful teams, there was enough there for me to say, yeah, they ain't listen to, they're not listening to Frank Vogel anymore, and if a change is what you think, I'm not opposed to it, and that's exactly what obviously happened. Rob Palenka deserves more blame, period, point blank. Rob Palenka deserves more blame because when I hear somebody say well this one's on LeBron James and Anthony Davis they wanted Russell Westbrook to come here 
Who's the president of basketball operations for the Lakers? It's Rob Palenka. Ultimately, at the end of the day, let me use Russell Westbrook as an example. If Rob Palenka did not think Russell Westbrook was going to be a good fit for the Lakers and he didn't like the fit with LeBron James and Anthony Davis and he thought, guys, no, 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 no. We don't need to go get another star. Trust me on this. We just won a championship a year and a half ago, and look at the way we did it. We had role players. We had guys that understood their role. I don't want to – I'm going to take your guys' input. Let me get the input of, of LeBron James. Let me get the input of Anthony Davis. Let me get the input of Clutch Sports. Let me get the input of the people that I think need to give me the input, that I feel like are the right basketball minds that, could, that can help me make a decision. But ultimately – Rob Palenka makes the final decision for president of basketball operations. Ultimately, it comes down to Rob Palenka. So this past season that we just watched, you know, as much as people want to say, well, you know, that's on LBJ or that's on Lakers head coach Frank Vogel or that's on this, that's on that. Who is responsible for running your basketball, the basketball side of things? The person responsible is Rob Palenka. I don't know if you guys got a chance to hear Palenka a little bit earlier, Kind of said all the right things. No, no, no. This is on me. It starts with me. He's not wrong. It does start with him. I want to walk you guys through something here real quick. Here's what the Lakers have done over the last three years under Palenka. All right? Um, first off, in year one, you can look at, uh, you can look at Magic was there, so I know that is a little bit different. You you kind of pay attention to when it was Rob Palenka's team. Like, hey, you are the president of basketball operations, and Magic's not there anymore. He made the trade for Anthony Davis. And once he made that trade for Anthony Davis, Lakers went out there and they got an NBA championship. Then Rob decided, all right, I'm going to go get Dennis Schroeder. I'm going to go get Montrez Harrell. I'm going to go, and I'm going to go get Marcus Gasol, and I'm going to go get Wesley Matthews. I'm going to make changes to this roster because I think this is actually, I don't feel like I'm overthinking things. I think this is the right thing to do. And by the way, listen, Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell coming after you won an NBA championship. You got a little bit younger. You got guys that will be able to, you, you just assume, thrive with LeBron James, Anthony Davis. I didn't think it was a bad idea. It didn't work. And then this past summer, it was, okay, those guys didn't work. Now, let's take even a different approach. Let's get rid of some of these role players that we have. Let's not go out and get Alex Caruso, and let's put all our eggs in the basket of Russell Westbrook. I don't need to tell you the results. The results are exactly what happened. It was awful. It was an awful, awful season for the Lakers. Um, that's why when we, we talk about what has happened to the Lakers – you got to put more blame on Rob Palenka. That's his position. That's his role. And I'm not doing that to be disrespectful. It's just the reality. This is the role of Rob Palenka. Rob Palenka in his exit interview is saying not, said nothing different than I'm saying right now, that it's on his shoulders, and he is right about that. What I'm most interested about is how the Lakers get out of the current situation that they're in. When we come back, let's spend a little time on that because i got to be honest with you. I, I don't know. I don't have a solution of how they get out of this. I don't have a solution of what can change from here. But what I can lay out for you is where the Lakers were two years ago and where they are today and where it looks like they're heading. That part is what worries me about the Lakers. We'll do that coming up next. Stay right here. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. By the way, take some more phone calls when we come back. 877-710-ESPN. 
This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. I appreciate you guys being a part of the show. A quick shout-out here. Thank you to Harris Resort SoCal. Things are heating up at Harris Resort SoCal. Head to Funner, California this summer to dine at the country's largest Hell's Kitchen restaurant. Learn more at harrissocal.com. We appreciate their partnership. Uh, The Lakers season officially over. Lakers had um, former head coach Frank Vogel officially no longer with the team. So you're going to start your coaching search um, and figure out who's going to be the next head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. you got to figure out what you're going to do with Russell Westbrook and if this is a player that, A, you think you can shop around, B, you want to see if, hey, maybe these guys can do it all over again. They play only play 21 more games. By the way, I'm not on that list at all. I don't want to see any of that again. But they may have no choice depending on you know what happens this summer and what the market looks like. Um a lot of questions around this organization. A lot. What's crazy to me, too, you know, th- this is the part that concerns me. And I was just talking about this, that Rob Palenka deserves more blame. That I'm not a huge fan of when people say, well, Westbrook was awful or, or Frank Vogel was terrible or this is all on LeBron James. Um, I-, I like going up that ladder and saying, okay, well, Who's your president of basketball operations? That's Rob Palenka. That Palenka bears the responsibility of the result. I've already made my case that I'm fine that Vogel's gone, that they need a new voice. Um, I'll make my case in a little bit how hopeful I am that potentially Russell Westbrook gets traded to a different team. So I'm not I'm not trying to take away blame from others, but the trajectory of the Lakers is what what I what I fear. What I'm worried about with this Lakers team is they're in a really weird spot. Their current goal is to compete for a championship. It's not, hey, we know we're a rebuilding team and we're just trying to stockpile picks. It's not, hey, our window is right now and we are one move away from going to compete for a championship. The Lakers are in this we got Braun, who next year is going to be in his 20th season. We just fired our head coach. Russell Westbrook obviously doesn't fit with the Lakers. Anthony Davis has played played half of this season, played half of last season, 
And his total tenure with the Lakers, he's played about 62% of the games, which is about 55 games in an 82 season. You just can't have that happen if you think you're going to continue to compete for a championship where you've got a player that you're depending on that much on on both sides of the ball. Um, you don't have draft compensation coming up, and you went 33-49. and 49. That's what I worry about with this Lakers team, that it's not we're a move away. It's where do you start? And that's the portion that I put on Rob Palenka. Uh, he's got a critical, critical offseason to not only show that he can make the right moves, but also show the direction that this franchise is going in. Because if you think something's just going to flip by one small little move, I don't think that's going to happen. And he's going to obviously have to work his magic this offseason to turn some things around. And it's yet to be seen if he's going to be able to do that. All right, let's take some phone calls here. Let's go to uh, let's go to Ryan in Pasadena. Ryan, what's going on? Thank you for calling in. Not much. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. What What do you got? What are you thinking tonight? Uh, I like the points you're making. You know, um, I definitely think it's too small to really just say, you know, it's LeBron's fault or AD's fault or Westbrook's fault. Um, I feel. You know, I feel when the momentum came with Westbrook that it would have been something big. But you know what? Uh, I'm going to start at the beginning. I, I think Vogel, you made a good point. He did come, and he did try to bring this atmosphere, and they did win a championship. Um, I think what worked with Vogel is that, you know, Magic was still in the picture. Polinka was almost coming into the picture. But you had this team that was built around – guys that worked with LeBron and AD, you had good guys who would do 3 and D, or you had good role players. And then, as you said, you know, a lot of them kind of were dispersed during that, after that championship season. You know, Daddy Green went his own way. Other guys went their way. And then the next season you had Schroeder and you had you know, Mon- Montel Montrez, yeah, Montrez, yep. Yeah, Montrez, and, you know, I mean, I give it to them. They, they tried to do their best at solid additions, but it was still and, 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 and Ryan, then... Ryan, I'm, I'm going to jump in, and it didn't work. And that and that's okay. And I appreciate you calling to the show. I'm going to take I'm going to take a few more calls here. It didn't work. That's okay because some things just don't work when you go make a move. You can't go 33 and 49. You got Russ's contract. It's due 47 million. Once he opts into that, there might not be a team that wants to touch it. I still actually think that that's not going to be the case. I, I think you can. I think you can move Russ's contract, but it's going to be at what cost? Anthony in Burbank. Anthony, what's going on? Thank you for calling in. Hey, Alan, how you doing? Um, I have two questions for you. First one's about Russ. I was watching the um, exit interview today. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just so cocky. He had a terrible attitude, like like always this year. I mean, it reminds me of 2004 when we had Gary Payne with Kobe and Shaq. Even though he was a much better player than Derek Fisher, Derek Fisher was a much better fit with Kobe and Shaq because he had an outside shot, and we should have kept KCP. Do you think Westbrook is as gone as good after watching today's um, exit interview? That's my first question. My second question is about Rob Pelinka. I remember when Mitch Kupchak won offseason when he signed Timothy Mozgov and Lou Aldang, yep. and he was as he was gone basically after like 20, 30 years of, you know, being such a great executive for the Lakers. Mm. And I don't think that's fair, you know, that Rob Palinka gets so many chances. Appreciate you calling in. Thank you for calling in. Um, let me take your first one. Do I think Westbrook is good as gone? Uh, 
So it's funny. Um, what you heard in that exit meeting today was Russell Westbrook in all 88 games that the Lakers played, the preseason games, the regular season. I think Russ made things tougher on himself than he needed to. Now, I don't know the backstory. Maybe Russ just doesn't trust the media. Maybe, you know, obviously um, – he felt like he was treated a certain way here in L.A. in the sense that everything was his fault, and it wasn't all his fault. But this is – let me tell you why Russ didn't work. I have a theory on why Russell Westbrook didn't work. You know what I hated hearing all season long, or not all season long, but when people would say, let Russ be Russ. What do you mean, let Russ be Russ? I never understood what that meant. So let Russell Westbrook be the player that he was in Oklahoma – when um, he was on his own and he was getting triple-doubles. Let Russ be the player he was in D.C., where a portion of the season he was playing with just Bradley Beal, and then another portion of the season he wasn't playing with Bradley Beal. Um, No, Russ is not supposed to be Russ. Russ is supposed to adjust to a team that has LeBron freaking James and Anthony Davis. Why would just let Russ be Russ? It's also Russ's responsibility to uh, to know the personnel that he's playing with and adjust his game to accommodate what is in the best interest of the team. Now, I'm not telling you Russ had an agenda that he was just going to do his th- do things his way because I think ultimately Russ wanted to find a way to try to win a championship. But I do feel like Russ got in his own way a lot this year. You know, the, the well, they're going to leave you open. you got to take that shot confidently. No, don't take that shot. You know why? Because you're not a jump shooter. And again, we could go back to whether this was the right fit or it wasn't, and clearly it wasn't the right fit. But at the same time, when people would say, just let Russ be Russ, his play and how he handled himself, and I thought sometimes Russ's ego got in the way. Listen, I'm a fan of Russell Westbrook's game. I'm a fan of what he's accomplished in the NBA. I know the dude is going to be a Hall of Famer. I know it's ridiculous that he leads the NBA in all-time triple-doubles in the history of the NBA. Give the guy his respect. Give him his credit. But with the Lakers, it was an awful fit, and I thought at times Russell Westbrook could do a better job adjusting to his teammates, finding a way to use his 14 years of experience and be a better leader. Now, I'm not in the locker room, so I don't know what Russ is doing behind the scenes. Maybe he was doing all that, but the let Russ be Russ thing, that one always kind of that, that one always threw me for a loop. Take a couple more calls here, and I want to get into if the Lakers can actually move Russell Westbrook uh, by the time the season's all said and done or by the time the offseason is all said and done. Let's go to Mark and Glendora. Mark, what's going on? Hey, you have a great show. I appreciate you working late shift here. So uh, I didn't have a problem with Russ, what he said today. I did want to talk about Palenka. I agree with you. Just give me a few seconds. He, you know, he tagged onto the Fab Five. He tagged onto Kobe. He's not really a, 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 over time, made relationships as a general manager assistant or he is probably always competing. Probably nobody helps him. He doesn't get any great deals. He has to give away the farm. And if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. You gave away everything, and he has. there's no consequences with him. And then you heard what he said today. I, then he screwed over magic on top of that. But you heard what he said today. He said, I, I'm so proud of my front office with Rambus and the Bus Sons. That should be bothering you more than everybody. And, you know, Jeannie keeps her friends around. She pays for everybody. These are her friends, the Rambus Grifters. And last thing, they have no money. They can't even keep Monk. And at the end of this year, you don't get anything more for uh, LeBron. At, at the end of this year, you get nothing else. 
right? He has no more contract. He has one more year. Maybe you can get his $45 million back and some draft picks, and maybe you can get some with AD because they have no money to do anything. Thank you. Appreciate you calling in. Let me take another quick call here, and then I want to uh, – I still want to get into if the Lakers can find a way to move Russell Westbrook. Don in City of Industry. Don, what's going on? Oh, Slee, great show. Sad day, but a great show. You know, uh, it goes all the way up the food chain, Alan. You know, it's it's like not just Palenka. I mean, that's all fair enough, believe me. But it starts with the owner being an owner. Everybody loves Jeannie Buss. Everybody loves the Jeannie Buss family. The one time I thought she acted like an owner this season was when LeBron was popping off all that stuff after the trade deadline. And they called him into the front office and called him out and said, hey, are you still with us or not? And then then he started toning it down. You know, going forward, Jeannie's got to decide we need a hard-as-nails president of operations, a hard-as-nails GM that will go out and make the right deals. If you want to listen to LeBron, that's fine. I blame LeBron for a lot, but he didn't do anything that Jeannie and Palenka didn't let him do, and Palenka lets him do stuff because he doesn't know if Jeannie's going to back him or not. You know, he couldn't get away with that stuff in Miami with Pat Riley because Pat Riley is tougher than nails, and he has an owner that backs him 100%. And, Don, that's why I mentioned – I appreciate you calling into the show. That's why I mentioned – that's why I go back to Palenka. When people say, well, okay, well, if LeBron and Anthony Davis wanted Russell Westbrook, if you're Rob Palenka and you didn't like the move, then, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, you make that decision. And I'm not saying that decision's not being made with Genie. What I'm saying is ultimately at the end of the day, your position, the position you hold with the Lakers says – I'm going to listen to you, and I'm going to listen to you, and I'm going to listen to you. Like I, I got to make that final call because it's going to be on the shoulders of Rob Palenka if they have a season that went 33-49. and 49. And you know what happened today? What happened today officially is you can't blame your head coach. Uh, eventually what might happen later on this offseason, you won't be able to blame Russell Westbrook. And that's the portion that I kind of sit on, and I, I continue to – no, no, no. Who is your president of basketball operations? He's the one that's approving every move that goes on with this team. The free free agent acquisitions that you made. The ones that you didn't go out and make. The ones that brought Russell Westbrook in a trade. Uh, all those fall on your president. And that's why I, I sit back. And when Rob Palenka, I heard him say many times today, this start this is with me. And that's I like him taking ownership in that. What I don't know moving forward is how they get out of this, how they compete again next year. I don't have that answer, and I, I've said this a couple different times. Injuries played a part of this year. Injuries were not the full story. The Clippers got a playing game coming up tomorrow. They were more injured than the Lakers. The Denver Nuggets, who the Lakers played yesterday, are missing Jamal freaking Murray and Michael Porter Jr., their number six seed in the Western Conference. The Warriors, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson played 11 minutes together this season. James Wisen never played a game this year. They're the number three team in the Western Conference. It's not just the injuries that hurt the Lakers. It's the construction of the roster. It's the lack of urgency from the start of the season. Maybe it was the lack of messaging from the head coach. Uh, However you want to describe it, injuries don't tell the full story. More of your phone calls coming up next, Uh, plus... There were some scenarios out there that I want to play out for Laker fans. How the Lakers can move on from Russell Westbrook and his contract. Because I am not one of those that's standing here and saying, oh, you know what, give it another shot. Actually, this is a question I asked Braun earlier today. They played 21 games together. 
and Braun kept mentioning, I was asking, how did those three do together? What are some stuff that you liked, stuff you didn't like? He talked about the things he liked, up-tempo with Russ, uh, pick-and-rolls with Anthony Davis. But when it came to the what he didn't like, we only played 21 games together. I played more with high school teammates than I did with, you know, obviously with Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. Um, I don't want to see that trio again. I, I think I don't think that much is going to change next year. We'll talk about that coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I like a fan, so uh, this is it, huh? Exit interviews were earlier today. The Lakers start shopping for a new head coach. The offseason officially started. And uh, there's a lot of good playoff basketball to be watched over these next couple of months. And to be honest with you, I'm ready to see some good basketball. We didn't watch it this year. There's no reason to sugarcoat it. It just wasn't good basketball. It wasn't a good product. And unfortunately for the Lakers, 33-49 and 49 is what they uh, ended up with. Um, quick shout-out here to Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Uh, we appreciate their partnership. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Again, just go to the website, find a location near you. Don't procrastinate. Go get uh, your car service. You could do it at Visit, or you could do it at SoCalOilChange.com. Uh, a couple calls here, and I want to get into this uh, Russell Westbrook stuff here. Gabriel in Pico Rivera. What's going on, Gabriel? Hey, how's it going, Alan? Can you hear me? Good, man. Thank you. Yep, I got you, bud. All right, bud. Thank you. Uh, I just wanted to discuss really quick um, about this blame pie, about what you know, what what what, what, uh, what went wrong this season, and um, it all starts honestly, Alan. It starts with Jeannie and Rob Palenka. I think they're the two top um, percentage-wise who should get most of this blame pie. And um, you know, unfortunately, LeBron, you got to throw him in there if the rumors are true that he. Um, pushed for this uh, the Westbrook um, signing and uh, it just unfortunately didn't work. I would have much rather I would have preferred DeMar DeRozan as a, a free agent signing. The, the Westbrook thing just didn't work out. Well, and, 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 and Gabriel, let, let me let me say this. I think the you now looking looking at it right now. Obviously, my thought process, and I've said this before, and I try to reiterate it, and I, I don't try to run away from it as well. When the Lakers traded for Russell Westbrook, I was looking at this roster, and I'm like, okay, I get why they're doing it, and I'm excited why they're doing it. Braun is going to take a little bit more of a backseat in the regular season. That Anthony Davis and, and Russell Westbrook can run things. Let them go through the 82-game grind. Just keep Braun fresh for the playoffs. And I'm just saying that because he's going into his 19th season. He was going to be 37. It didn't work. It was a disaster, and now when you look back on it and you say, you know what, maybe you shouldn't go for a third star. I don't think it was just that. I think you got to go. It's got to be the right third star. Let's put it that way. I think everybody would have thought if, hey, if DeMar DeRozan was on this team, then maybe we wouldn't be having any of these conversations that you know we're currently having right now. And I, I want to address one other thing, too, because I got a couple tweets coming in and saying, you know, Al, you're mentioning – Rob Palenka, but what about Jeannie? Of course Jeannie's responsible. Of course. Nobody's questioning that. 
Um, but your president of basketball operations is Rob Palenka. So that's why I'm going out of my way to highlight Rob. Jeannie uh, wants to win a championship more than any of us. It, it, literally more than any of us. And, and I've, that's a conversation that I've had with her in the past when she came on with Travis Rogers and I. Um, when we got a chance to connect with her after the Lakers won the championship, we know how much Jeannie wants to win. The dude that is the president of basketball operations is Rob Palenko. So that's why I go out of my way to point out uh, Rob. I also want to... Uh, See if we got time here. Let's take Solomon real quick here, if you don't mind. Solomon and Lake Balboa, and I'm going to get into these Russ scenarios that I want to play out real quick. Go ahead, Solomon. Yeah, I'll try to make it as fast as I can. Here's the thing with Frank Vogel. Yes, you're right. The optics were terrible for a coach to come up with that kind of record, but that kind of quote-unquote talent was not acceptable. However, let's let's add some things up here. The wrong mix, obviously, with um, with Russell, who never wanted to, to, to work with, with uh, Frank Vogel ever, I believe. You have players that either could not play defense or didn't want to play defense. You got older players. You got injured players. Man, what a mess. And then you turn to your coach and you say, you know what? Make it work. He had to make it work for all the screw-ups that, like you said, upper management, LeBron included, came up with. So, yeah, he had to be fired, but at the same time, that's like having an argument with your boss coming home and yelling at your wife and kicking the dog. Solomon, thank you for calling in, bud. Um, okay, so where do the Lakers go from here? And there was an article out earlier today. This was about uh, – it was actually an article uh, with Sham Sharania of The Athletic, and it talked about how the Lakers could be targeting Nick Nurse. And it also had in there this scenario maybe potentially playing out with the Lakers and how they could – that the Indiana Pacers could be a a spot that the Lakers could eventually go try to make a move for um, for Russell Westbrook. Let me me properly explain the Russell Westbrook piece as best that I can put it. I don't think there's a scenario that plays out that the Lakers roll the ball out, come next training camp in late September, early October – and they say, guys, let's give this a shot. Let's give this another shot. LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook. I find it so hard to believe that in six months from now, or five and a half months, however long the off season is, that the Lakers decide there's enough there. We saw enough, and we think we can make this work. Now. One of the things that's brought up, and Travis Rogers, who I do my show with Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., what he brings up is, Al, you can't just go out there and keep throwing out these picks. He's not wrong. He's also somebody that did not like the Russell Westbrook deal. And, yeah, I would say he was one of the few to voice his opinion that he wasn't crazy about the fit. He was right about it. The way the Lakers can move Russell Westbrook, I want to play out the scenarios, and you can determine whether you think this is a good idea for the franchise or if you don't. The Lakers have been all in for the last, ever since LeBron James came, the Lakers have been all in. It doesn't matter what it takes. They're all in. If it takes trading every asset that you have and every young player that you've groomed over the last couple years for Anthony Davis, done. Let's make it happen. If it takes trading... KCP and Kyle Kuzma and letting Alex Caruso go and you know eventually letting him walk, um, done for Russell Westbrook. Let's make it happen. The Lakers have been all in for the last four years, so this is not a this is not a new um, philosophy that the Lakers are in the middle of. This is what they've been doing for a long time now. 
the one way the Lakers could potentially move a guy like Russell Westbrook, and let's use the Indiana Pacers team as an example. Malcolm Brogdon has three years left on his deal. Buddy Heald, Buddy Heald has two years left on his deal. The Lakers could shop Russell Westbrook to the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers are in full rebuild mode. They have no interest in winning. They want to Tyrese Halliburton, Chris Duarte. They want to kind of crop some of their young players. And if they could take back a contract that in one year completely cleans their books, that might be of interest to the uh, to the Indiana Pacers. For the Lakers, you bring in a couple guys that you think can help you win right away because Brogdon, I think, is a good player. The problem is he's injured. And Buddy Heald, I don't have to make a case for because everybody was saying the Lakers should have went and traded for Buddy Heald, a shooter. There are ways to get out of this Russell Westbrook deal. There was an article today, earlier today, um, SB Nation had it. Another location was the Charlotte Hornets. I forget who was that reported that Charlotte could be a, a, a landing spot. You'd have to take on Gordon Hayward. You might have to find another piece. You're going to have to take some contracts in the process, but if you think those contracts are going to help you win, then I don't think the Lakers would walk away from it. I think that's something that's viable. I think that's a real possibility. You're also probably going to have to give up draft compensation. So I know I uh, put a lot of stuff here in a short amount of time, and uh, – we had a lot that we tried to touch on in this Lakers talk show tonight. So I appreciate everybody that called in. Um, this is not the scenario that anybody was hoping for, that on April 11th I'd be sitting here and I'd be doing a Lakers talk show. You're not in the playing tournament. You're not in the playoffs. And you just fired your head coach. Obviously, this has been the season that the Lakers have been in front of. So um, this, is just, uh, this is just the world that we're living in with the Lakers. I'm back on tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., as always, if you ever miss any part of the show, Lakers Talk with, uh, with Alan Sliwa, you can find it on the ESPN app or on iTunes. I appreciate everybody being part of the show. Thank you to Laura Romo. Thank you to Michael Funches. Thank you to Mar Ruiz. Everybody doing everything else in the background. L.A., as always, have a great rest of your night. Thank you for being a part of the show.